0: Welcome to the Men's Journal Everyday Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sorelli. I'm proud to partner with Pendleton Whiskey. Pendleton Whiskey just released its fourth annual We've Got Your Six Limited Edition Military Bottle to honor veterans of the United States Armed Forces. Pendleton Whiskey has pledged to donate $100,000 of proceeds to support the Bob Woodruff Foundation, which helps create healthy, positive futures for our service members, veterans, and their families. Go to PendletonWhiskey.com and check out their Cocktails page, which provides a Western spin on your classic cocktails. All right, let's get to it. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to the Men's Journal Everyday Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sorelli. We've got a great guest today. And I've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for this long time. Uh, Adrian Brannan, uh, better known as Buckaroo Girl. Uh, she, well, actually, let me just read this because this is good. Oh no. What Uh, do you have? Musician and author of dear cowgirl letters to women, which let me say, uh, this thing right here, uh, needs to be picked up by, this is what fathers and mothers should give their teenage girls. They need to read that. Uh, Adrian Brandon grew up before Western world's eyes as a singer. However, the retired ranch Bronco (laughs) rider and cowgirl is anything but ordinary following an early professional career rooted in Western cowboy music at only 14 years old. Adrian's latest album, Desert Dwelling Mama, took the Billboard music and iTunes charts by storm. And this is pretty amazing. Released in 2018, the record held strong for a week at number five as the sole independent record alongside musical greats like George Strait, Chris Stapleton, and fellow cowboy singer Cody Johnson. That's, I mean, you're you're up there with with Hall of Famers now. (laughs) Uh, Desert Dwelling Mama also won the coveted Wrangler Award presented by the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum at the Western Heritage uh, Awards, which honored the top works in Western music, film, television, and literature. Uh, Desert Dwelling Mama continues to rank on the top country album sales charts four years later, (laughs) and I also love your brand... Make America a Cowboy. You
1: have a whole goodie box coming for you, by the way. No
0: way. So I read this bio. Okay. Oh and and the... you make me feel inferior. So uh so acclaimed the... country star singer, author, because this thing is 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 amazing. I was reading some of the uh the quotes which you, you put from here onto uh Instagram. Uh this is something I would want my son Aww. to read. This is something I would definitely want my my daughter to to read. Thank you. But also a, a retired ranch bronco rider. <laughs> Uh, you you basically uh, you created your own herd, right, of, of cattle in your ranching. I, I,
1: I have a few head of cows now. Yep it's it's great. They're they're not in D.C. with me. Um, <laughs> I run them on a uh, on a private lease in, in Utah right now, in northern Utah. No um, With some dear friends. Yeah, they're amazing. And that bio makes me sound way cooler than I actually am. I am I am definitely not cool enough to be sitting here and and talking with the likes of you. I am... Um, <laughs> You know, it's also interesting. Social media has a way of making people think that we're cooler than we are. We only show like our best parts, too.
0: Is but Georgetown ready for you?
1: I have no idea. I'm um, I'm excited about this. This is a this is a, a whole new chapter.
0: So you're you're getting your master's I am. in.
1: So I'm in the security studies program at the Edmund A. Walsh School of Foreign Service at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., um, And it's actually kind of funny. So I decided in 2019, um, sitting in an airport bar on my way to Scotland, that I was going to go to Georgetown. And it's funny because I actually, I wrote this down in the notes section of my phone and I have it saved. I have a screenshot. I found it the other day. It was like November 12th, 2019. I'm going to go to Georgetown University. This is when I'm going to get my acceptance letter. This is what I'm going to say. And I like wrote it down. This is where I'm going to go. This is what I'm going to do and it's actually kind of funny i found it i found it a couple, i don't know a week or week or so ago said affirmations are so
0: powerful it's so
1: weird and i affirmations without hard work though is just a oh, bunch yeah, of yeah. bs There's on a, instagram a, a fault, yeah. that's 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 where i think we get into trouble nowadays with people on on social media and stuff all you need is to believe no you need to get off your ass and work really hard for what you want in life but that positive that positive thinking and and yeah writing it down looking at your goals every morning, that's the first thing i look at
0: uh, good buddy event. of mine, uh, George Silva, uh, mm-hmm. assisted. So we just finished our manuscript today. <gasps> you did? Yes. Oh my gosh, so,
1: congratulations. Thank
0: you. We've got a book called The Everyday Warrior, A No-Hack Practical Approach to Life. Oh, I'm so I will get excited. you a, a pre-copy. We um, finished
1: Talent War a while ago and loved it. It was on my morning thank walks you, and I really enjoyed it. I thank liked you. that you guys, I liked that you narrated it too. I really
0: uh, enjoyed it. And that. we made fun of ourselves more than we we patted ourselves on awful the back. awful
1: listening to yourself, isn't yes.
0: it? Yes. I hate it um
1: never listen to myself
0: <laughs> I, I i just can't write one of those books like uh i was gonna say one i'll, I'll refrain from that the uh the, the i just can't write like the lone survivor or american sniper type books it yeah. just i like because i was part of a team
1: mm-hmm. like you don't see yourself as the individual you no, see yourself not at all. as a part of a cohesive team that that had objectives so in there,
0: there i was surrounded by grenade pins. <laughs> In the worst combat ever. You can't. There is one book I'm going to write. And I'm going to pull Andy Stumpf into this one. And I'm going to pull another, uh, uh, one of the most uh, strong woman like you. One of the most resilient women I've ever met, Carrie Mills. And I, I'm I'm going to make this happen. Even though I know Carrie, I've said something to Carrie. I'll get Andy to, I, I will beat the shit out of Andy and, and force him to do it. But uh, Physical violence
1: book. is the answer to everything. It, it, is. it really is. That's what my, my dad's favorite saying. We,
0: we are going to memorialize <laughs> 17 of the most lethal just humble warriors we knew oh i'm excited
1: so. for this oh i'm so excited so for the this. book
0: will not be about us it'll be about them and then uh donate all the uh, the proceeds to probably some good uh nonprofits. which 50 percent of the profits on this book will go to the special operations world oh will
1: they really oh yeah. mike that's awesome
0: so um
1: <laughs> we have a lot you, to catch up are
0: you going are you trying to go to the cia
1: hello legally blonde so I should be wearing my pink outfit. Hi, I need all of your secrets. Oh, I'm I'm more of a I'm I'm more of an academic type. I'm very I, I love research. Um, I love reading. It's and and this is really this is really weird. So I came to kind of this crossroads in my life. You know, we, we you read out this bio that makes me sound cooler than I am. I had been going on one trajectory in my life for so long, very focused but I was living it according to other people's standards and according to what other people saw as success. And then when I stopped or was forced to stop and had to think about what I was doing and what I wanted, I went, you know what I really like doing? I really like reading. I really like writing. I really like creating. I love it. I'm passionate about it. But I was just in a green room where some dude tried to hand me a bunch of drugs and I'm not into it. And the nights when you're touring and... The reality of touring and the reality of being a woman touring is very different than what people expect. And for me, I realized that I was living point at point break for a decade, over a decade. Um, and my body and my brain was so wired and so freaking traumatized and so in fight or flight for so long that it just went, nope, can't do anymore. And I and I didn't realize it until 2019. I read I read a book that came out. Um, by a tenured professor at Georgetown, Elizabeth Stanley. She wrote a book called Wide in the Window. Um, and it was talking about trauma in the body and the brain and how those two things in her work. And I went, oh, her story sounds very similar to mine. I don't seem so crazy when I read it in her words. Huh, maybe there's something to be said about this. And I canceled all of my shows for the rest of that year, cut off my hair, bought a one-way ticket to Scotland and was like, all right, I'll see you guys a little later. I'm going to go chill out for a while and go right. Decided oh, I'm going to make Georgetown my goal.
0: Good, good. Have you have you reached out to her yet? Is she still in Georgetown?
1: She's still at Georgetown. She's a tenured professor at Georgetown. Are you going to go
0: introduce yourself?
1: I actually have a Zoom session with her this coming week. So when I leave here, I'm going to get on a plane. I'm going to go run my first half marathon um, and then I'm going to go have a Zoom session with her and then uh, I'm going to release... pre-orders for the new book and then and then orientation
0: kicks off so the book is dear dear Dear, the
1: book is going to be the second dear cowgirl but it's going to be a hundred poems of hope so there's a hundred poems in this one there was 35 in this one this book was such an an accident quite frankly um you know dear cowgirl originated from a young woman wrote me um who is a fellow domestic violence survivor and i'd i'd been very open um in an article in Western Horseman a few years earlier, um, talking about violence and in kind of, I don't know, a, a, a weird way for my community. It's not. I don't know that I'd ever heard somebody within the Western or cowboy world talk about it in that way. And
0: because it's not the image.
1: No, it doesn't fit with the image. Cowboy up. Yeah, And the. The guy you know the the cowboy in the white hat the knight in shining armor coming to ride in and save the widow's ranch and and I'm not saying that all cowboys are bad I'm not saying you know but but I, I I had nothing to go off of of somebody that I saw in my life that had been open about these things and I don't know why I did it I just I just was honest with the gal that was interviewing me Katie Franks actually um and this young woman wrote me and she said he's gonna kill my dog if I leave what do I do? And it took me back to somebody telling me, yeah, your sister will be really, really lucky if she gets out of this in one piece, if you try and do anything. And I went, is this
0: a little sister, or older sister, older sister, older sister. big sister,
1: best friend. Yeah. She's pretty cool. Um, but I just thought, you know, no, screw that. Like respectfully. Um, I don't want anybody else to have to navigate this on their own. I want them to know that there's hope. And then, and then it just kind of, it just kind of snowballed and it built itself quite frankly. Um,
0: I can only imagine the fear you had of putting this book out there (laughs) because nobody wants to be judged. No, and and this goes back to the voice. I want to talk about the voice because it's crazy what happened after the voice, (laughs) but I was so fearful of putting the talent war out. Were you? Because I didn't want to be judged. And
1: And you're from a community that is similar to the cowboy community and everybody knows everybody. Everybody's talking about everybody. Everybody knows everybody's business. And who do you think you are?
0: The funny enough, when and I only really got one negative combat uh, comment uh, from somebody in my community, it was uh, it was on Instagram under the name of Blue Trident Ooh. with a little shit emoji. Ooh, sounds- And he contacted me over messenger and said, you know, you're a piece of uh, shit and, and rattled off this information that was totally like not factual. Mm-hmm. Like you were kicked out of the command. Not true. Uh, you were cheating on your wife. Not true. Um, your guys hated you. Not true. Um, and and like, it was actually the opposite of all those, those things. I 12
1: year old sitting in the basement. I I left with a good (laughs)
0: reputation and, and, you know, um, my my military record shows it. It, And it was, it was hurtful though. It was just like, and I I said, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. If you can actually have the balls to like not hide behind your, your anonymity Mm -hmm. and your handle. And here's my phone number. Feel free to call me. I'll That's shut you down. You. Do you think I get a call? No,
1: no, no, because it's never the people that are doing better than you that are. A few years ago, there was a, a blog that or a, I don't even know what it was. It was something online and it was directed at how much um, they hated me and pulling up pictures and draw... it, it, it was it was hilarious, even though it was laughable because I wouldn't trade places with them. It still hurt. Yeah, I'm not concrete. Yeah. wall. you're not a concrete wall. I mean you might be a concrete well i don't think you're a no no no, no.
0: that stuff still hurts one we're not sociopaths at all (laughs) in yeah we feel just like anyone else man
1: there can't be two in the same room i mean
0: i'm not like you're not going to affect my day to to, to the degree that it may uh, affect others but i remember joe rogan saying he just doesn't read like comments or reviews
1: yeah i i stopped for a long time and my my relationship with social media is difficult at best because I will prioritize my mental health over publicity, over promotion, over anything. Like I very infrequently even repost things from my from my clothing brand to my personal like Instagram because I'm like, oh, I don't want people to think that I'm like pushing anything on them. Yeah. like I'm, I'm. But it weird is a good brand. Oh, and you're, you're talking
0: you. about make uh, American make cowboy good. So I
1: wore that to the gym in DC the other day,
0: and you got comments.
1: I would just like to say that. I expected there to be negative stuff. And I've I've expected there to be like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of like, oh my gosh. And this dude just like walked straight up to me and was like, yo, love your shirt. And was like, oh God, I'm so glad. Okay, thank you.
0: Well, I was expecting cowboys to like claim cultural uh, appropriation. Yeah, And and, and yeah, say, and you hey. get really
1: upset that I was, yeah. that. but luckily I am a cowboy, so, so I don't call yes. myself a cowgirl. So I call myself a cowboy.
0: So, but there is here is what I love. <laughs> so you know I work closely with Takovas, yes, sir, because they basically democratized cow. You know Western wear. Yeah, where somebody in New York is now wearing Takovas boots. That's from New York. Yeah, and I love their boots, but I love the fact that they they, they democratized it in. There is nothing more American no. than the cowboy image. No. Even in Iraq a... and. Uh, Everybody
1: loves the great American yeah. cowboy.
0: Even in Iraq and Afghanistan. They'd be like, hey, are you a cowboy? And i like, you damn right, I'm a cowboy. John Wayne over San here. San Francisco, <laughs> California.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Damn oh, right. yeah,
1: that's right. You're a California guy. So are you? So I'm, well, I'm a California girl. I, I do identify as a woman, and I will yeah, say, I'm so. not going to tell you my pronouns, but because um, I'm. I, I'm a woman. I just like. We I are own living that. in
0: strange times. We are. Living, <laughs> we are. In, you know, we are living in strange times. I probably. My just... name is Mike Sorelli. My pronouns are he and uh, him. And I'm wearing a uh, <laughs> plaid western shirt with pearl snaps, sitting uh, at the other side of the table.
1: My name is Adrian Brannon. I am a woman wearing a red dress.
0: And with feminine are. traits,
1: yeah. and my my pronouns are "Hey, you get the hell out of the gate," and her.
0: <laughs> I, I, I do, I've got no problem if, if people spout out their pronouns. I, you know, it, what Actually, does it cause? Yeah. It doesn't cause me no. Any, anything whatsoever. And now
1: it's now it's helpful sometimes.
0: I, I did go to the SHRM, which is the Society, Society of Human Resources uh, Management. Okay. Uh, the big conference. It's huge. Okay. All HR. People, it's like their Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, and it was in New Orleans. And, uh, well, one, the name of our company is Talent War Group. Yeah. And we had some women walk by and they're like, war? Horrifying. War? And we're like, hey, hey, hey. It's, it's, it's a nice war. The, the, uh, win the war for talent or or the war for talent was mm-hmm. coined by McKinsey, mm-hmm. it was a famous white paper that then turned into a book, okay. I believe in 1998, uh, about the, 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 the challenge to recruit top talent. That's what it is. And they're like, okay, but still that word. I'm like, okay. But when they gave me my, uh, little, you know, tag necklace, it had my pronouns, uh, on it. Nice. And, uh, I'm like, Hey, listen, like, I don't mind when other people have that. Do you, do you mind removing that? And they wouldn't remove it. I'm like, okay. Never mind. Pick your battles.
1: That's another, um, another good, another good trait yeah. of a leader. Knowing when to pick your battles.
0: Yeah. So. I want to go back. Okay. Because we're going to get in rabbit trails. <laughs> we, we are. We're going all over the place. Here's the thing. And I want my audience. You are a walking example of resilience. Your life has not been easy. Uh, and when I say that, let's just say your life has not been traditional, the traditional path. And if there's anything that comes from the everyday warrior podcast, it's that we want to give the people a little bit of hope, uh, uh examples, uh, of resilience, uh, people that have overcome adversity to let them know that it's possible. Maybe a few tips that they can absorb into their lives. So you were born in Southern California. Yep. Um, grew up on a ranch in Nevada.
1: Well, for a little bit. Little so bit. I, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't lay claim to to being raised in a ranching family. Actually, um, I wasn't. My dad cowboyed for a while. Um, so I was born in SoCal. Um, my dad was. Um, with the sheriff's department, he was a sniper. Um, for uh, he was on
0: SWAT. Hey, first off, that's awesome. God bless your dad. He's a he's a cool dude. When we would go train with like uh, snipers, yeah. for some of the law enforcement agencies yeah. from the you know from mm-hmm. the seals, they would wipe the floor with us. You don't wanna know why? Why? Because we have to be good at so many other things. Of course. That sometimes you'd be off the gun for a month. Oh, some, and
1: they're just focused on that one yes, thing.
0: The okay. law enforcement had like uh, standards where they had to fire so many rounds per month and mm-hmm. stay current. And we used to go out to the McMillan sniper school and there'd be nothing but law enforcement and some of them were just wiping the floor. <laughs> really? With us. Yeah. No way. And it was good competition. You yeah. Know, no judgment course. whatsoever. But they were, uh, some of them were pretty, pretty damn good.
1: You know, he's, it's, it's, I haven't shot with him in a while, actually, um, But like that was always a constant growing up, too. It was like my dad is a very masculine, capable man. Like one of my first memories is of him beating up some minor on the street in Elko, Nevada, who said something about my mom, who I would just like to say was wearing like red skin tight Wranglers and was like totally hot. You know, of course, a minor would say something, but like is looking behind me and seeing him like wrap this poor guy around a telephone pole. Um, So he was... (laughs) Sorry, dad. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: a cool dude. I have no doubt. But he was... So, hey, sometimes, sometimes that needs to happen. Yes. You have to prove a point. Yes. Because if people are allowed to just say derogatory things or, or do character assassination without any...
1: Repercussions. Yeah. Then... Then they're just going to keep pushing.
0: A, there, there was a quote from the guy. So the guy who wrote Coney and the Barbarian, it was actually Coney and the, the Byzantine. Okay. 1920s. Uh, and, and I'm going to butcher this. I, I'm going to need to look it up, but basically wrote about how savage culture had a mutual respect where the civilized man doesn't oh, because I the that. civilized man can say whatever he wants without
1: without repercussions. And, I love that.
0: And he said, we're savage culture. You can end up with a hammer through your head. I
1: it, like that because it's it's we've made ourselves more dangerous by denying our danger. We've made our men more dangerous by denying them their ability to be masculine and to be men. We've made women unhappy because we've denied them the ability to be women and be feminine. And we've denied the fact that we're different. And instead of celebrating those differences, we've made them this bad thing. And I, I think there's some real problems there.
0: What, just to be woman does not imply weakness or inferiority no towards, to be, towards men. That That's what no. like my mom. Hey, my dad is a big dude. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't fear my dad as much as we feared my mom, yes. and yeah. she was also the emotional rock for the entire family. Of course, but it, it's the same thing with mental health. Mental yeah. health issues are not an indication of mental weakness. No, it means you're human.
1: I believe that they're actually more of an indicator of of you being willing to see that there's problems rather than self medicating and and denying things and then spiraling deeper and yeah. and taking down people that you love that are around you. In the process because at that point it's not about you it's not it's about them we're really good at rabbit trails aren't we
0: we're we're going (laughs) down so many holes so so southern
1: california yeah dad dad was wounded um and and medically retired they told him you know you're gonna go do this computer job and he was like yeah no i'm not um started a saddle shop started building saddles he's a cool dude um and uh and behind that cool dude, I truly believe, and this is no shade on my dad, but I truly believe that the reason that he did the majority of the things that he did in life are because my mom was there going, hey, come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. You got this. Let's go. Let's go for it. Let's sell everything and move to another country. Come on. Let's let's go to Nevada. Let's go. You don't know how to cowboy. Okay, cool. We'll call these people out of the blue and we'll move to Nevada and we'll go cowboy. I'll go live in a single wide in the middle of the desert with two kids and no money.
0: Yeah, that's my wife. That's Jordan.
1: That's... That is the kind of woman that you want beside you. It is. And that's the kind of woman that my mom was. Um, So we moved to Nevada. Then we moved back to California and then we sold everything and we moved to Scotland. Um,
0: We're weird. How did you jump from Nevada to California to Scotland?
1: We're weird. It's just like, it explains a lot of how I am, Weirder how adventurous. I am yeah, uh, adventurous. Okay. Probably at the time, you know, what's really weird is like looking back and seeing how young they were and when they were doing this and mm-hmm. like thinking about, you know, my mom's, my mom's dad, my grandpa, Larry, most amazing man in the world. He's like, he's my best friend. I talked to him pretty much every day. Um, He had to watch his one and only child go drag his granddaughters around the country. You know, when we were in Ukraine, we were there right after the iron curtain fell. Um, What are you doing with my grandkids? (laughs) They're just dragging them around the country. Um, So somebody basically said to my dad, you know, cowboys aren't smart academically. Like if you don't have this piece of paper, I don't respect what you say as a man. Mm. And and I feel that a little bit because I think some of my some of the negative aspect of me wanting to go back to school was me being like, no, screw you. Just because I wear cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and I sing my little cowboy songs on stage does not make me somebody that you are allowed to talk down to or disregard or not respect my views on something. And so for dad, of course, his extreme answer to this statement was, cool, I'm going to go get a Ph.D., And screw you. And and he did. We sold everything. We moved to Scotland with four suitcases. Um,
0: And he got his PhD.
1: He got his PhD um, in theology and was it theology and and, uh, religiously motivated terrorism. So he works. He's he's a professor at the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey. He teaches asymmetrical warfare and religiously motivated terrorism. And I don't know. Sorry, dad. I don't know. If you want this up on the internet, but I'm talking about it.
0: So, you know, a lot of my buddies went to the, uh, the post-naval, post-naval graduate uh, school at Monterey.
1: I'm I mean, really gorgeous. mad that I don't get to go. I really want to, I want to, I want to be one of his students so badly. Well, so. you never
0: know. There, there may be a way for Georgetown to work some sort you of. You
1: never, you never know.
0: Uh, exchange. That's insane.
1: So so we went to Scotland and it was the best thing in the world. Like that those are my earliest memories, frankly. I, I see bits and pieces of Nevada and California. Um, but like Scotland, that was that was like that was home. It really and during was. the
0: summers you guys would
1: So during the summers we were homeless and I didn't realize this until I got older. I just thought every summer we went on these little like adventures and it was great. And they were, they were great. I remember being hungry a lot. Um and shoes not fitting like you know people think of Paris and like seeing all that mm-hmm. and and Amsterdam like I remember Amsterdam of being like okay I haven't eaten in like twenty hours I want some food okay well we'll just keep walking and we'll find something to later ask your mom about she was like we had no money for food and was like oh okay y'all are y'all are cool it was it was an, always an adventure we lived for like three months three and a half months out of a tent in the Cairngorms and the Scottish Highlands um. I learned my first cuss words in a Scottish bothy, you know, the little, the little huts that you stay overnight in yeah. carved by backpackers up in the wall. It was great. We lived in France and Switzerland. I learned how to swim in France. We learned a little bit of French at a Swiss boarding school. It was great. I love that. That is
0: one hell of a childhood.
1: It was great. And then we moved back to the States and it was like, boom, you're an American. I was like, we landed in Missouri and I was like, what, where, where did we just land? Are we in the dark side of the moon?
0: <laughs> That awkward, huh?
1: Well, it was a little bit of a culture shock. Yeah. Because you go from Scotland, you know, we're living in a 500-year-old stone cottage and and playing piano recitals and castles and, um, you know, hanging out with people who are friends with Princess Diana. And, like, then you go to Missouri and it's like, oh, boy, church is in a tin building and I don't know what's up with this humidity thing and where yeah. are we? And then it was like,
0: oh, this is the best thing in the world. How were how the people in Scotland?
1: To me, like my experience was amazing. And I still yeah. have dear friends that are back there that I go back and visit and that I adore. I think Brandon's don't do anything without making a splash. You mm-hmm. can tell we're, you know, you haven't met the rest of my family, but we're all very shy. Are, you, are retiring we to do another
0: podcast where for, I get them all?
1: God, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. Um, you know, my dad showed up to Scotland. He showed up, I'm pretty sure on his first day, like at St. Andrews um, in a flat cowboy hat and and boots and Levi's. Kind of like I do to most things. Just too dang hot today to do that. But um, I'm sure the image of an American family popping in in their cowboy hats like was a little shocking. Um, they loved it, but but we loved it. And yeah. and no matter where we went, whether it was Scotland, Ukraine, Poland, France, Switzerland, we want wanted to learn about the culture. And there was always this understanding with my parents of if you are here, you're going to learn about the culture. You're going to yeah. honor the people and respect the people that you're with. Um, and And we're going to have a great time. It was, it was always fun. Came back to the States and it was like, all right, now it's time to be a wild child.
0: And you left home (laughs) at 13, 14.
1: Well, you know, it's funny, like looking back on it now, I didn't know, I didn't know the kind of freedom that was possible in America. Like as a kid, we were pretty much turned, we were turned loose in Scotland too. we were pretty crazy in Scotland, but um, we got back to the States and it was like, you've got all these horses, all this country at your disposal. Like, so long as you get your school done, the world is your oyster. And I was like, sweet. Uh, And I I raised the money to buy a 14-foot Indian lodge, um, traditional teepee, taught myself how to set it up, and I would move camp. I had a horse that would haul it cappuccino, and he would haul an Indian travel way around and and haul the poles from camp to camp. But it was so much fun. The only thing I cared about was being outside, being in the wilderness, survival skills, flint napping, fire starting, building shelters, finding food, finding water. riding my horse like
0: and your parents were supportive
1: you know they spent they would spend their anniversary which is the day after christmas they would come and spend their anniversary dinners in the teepee and i would cook them dinner over the fire my mom would come out and check my homework she would bring me food come visit they they let me be self-sufficient it was it was great they're good
0: parents so to say your family was a a great great family loving
1: they were amazing they were incredible um sometimes too good i think I didn't. I didn't know for a long time. It wasn't until I was much older that I realized that I had experienced childhood sexual abuse. I, I didn't know. Um, it was just something that I, I, th- I. Our brains protect us. Our brains yeah. are a beautiful thing. Yeah. They really are. Like I know it sounds so Tell lame. Shut out. Yes, we don't give our brains enough credit. Um, and my brain did its job and it properly protected me from what had happened when I was little, and until something else happened that triggered it um it. i had this span this beautiful span of life that's just like this golden image in my mind childhood was beautiful that time in missouri like from the age of 8 to 14 it was amazing like that's my happy place is thinking about being in the teepee and then
0: people see you smiling right now yeah, yeah
1: i'm you know it's funny actually this morning before i came here A young woman on Instagram wrote me and was talking about, you know, how are you happy all the time? I'm not happy all the time. I'm not. Yeah. I'm joyful every damn day, though. And joy and happiness are very different because I wake up every day very, very grateful that I am alive. I'm very, very grateful for being on this side of pain. It took a lot of violence to become soft. And I'm really thankful that I get the chance to maybe help tell other people that, no matter what you experience, no matter what you go through, um, it's not going to be easy. You're not going to wake up every day and go, oh, it's the best day in the world. I'm happy. The sun is shining. There's a little cartoon birds landing on my shoulders. Um, you're going to have days where you don't want to drag yourself out of bed and, and you want to not keep going. And, and I want to tell them that it, it's worth continuing to get up every day and continuing to strive for that hope on the other side of the pain. Because you might not have what our society views as happiness, but you'll have joy.
0: Happiness is a a strange, strange uh, subject. I love how you just framed that, though. While it may not be a happy day, you do have a joy. You Every. do have gratitude for the fact that yes. you're alive and you're breathing it's and you live to fight era. another day. Yeah. yeah. But they're not all supposed to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows. No. Then then you wouldn't appreciate the truly good days if, no. if, if everything was like that. But no. you are... And and I see you tearing up.
1: Don't mind me. I'm I'm, I'm no, impressed. No, no, no. I'm impressed by you. That's the first time I've ever teared up on a podcast.
0: <laughs> it, you know, I'm trying, and I don't know why I'm trying. And Andy <clears throat> and I had a podcast. Like one of the most manly things you could do is is cry. I'm trying to think of the famous basketball coach who passed away from cancer. He said, "Laugh, think, and cry every day." Oh, and there's there's that. there's no more truth to that. than anything else I've ever heard. I mean, there's just, that is, it is so profound. Yeah. And trust me, I saw some of the, what I consider to be most lethal warriors in the world break down when they saw one of their buddies killed. I mean, like just sobbing like a baby and none of us passed uh, judgment. We usually just started crying with them and and wrapped our arms around them. But, um, we, and it's same thing with the book. You put out that book, that, that vulnerability, people don't want to open themselves up and, you you went in on to to suffer a lot more trauma. And I, I don't think we I don't wanna necessarily paint you down that path, but you were in a very abusive relationship while building your singing career, <laughs> while competing at rodeos, traveling.
1: You know, it's it's funny. I think our our as a family, our kind of proclivity towards pushing through and having that grit that we admire in people is you know, that we see as being those high achievers. I always had this idea of what I wanted my parents to think of me. And I didn't understand why it was so difficult for me to just function. Um, I didn't understand why when I was at shows and men would come up after these shows, they would hug me and I would like, <laughs> this sounds so terrible, but like physical revulsion from men for a really long time. And, and, and this is this is gonna sound really awful too, but I was a really subpar shitty human being for a long time, a long time.
0: As a result of the environment and everything you were going to- No, go
1: as around. a result of me and my failure as and my failure with my character. It didn't matter what I went through. There was a time period that I probably was unkind to men and did not treat them well because I saw them as the enemy unconsciously. I don't think I realized that I blamed them for a while, but there for a while, it was like, no, no, don't get too close. No, 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 no. And I still struggle with that. It's still that communication thing of no, 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 no dangerous territory. You, I have this bubble. You're not allowed inside of it. I'm safe in my bubble. You're not allowed to come in here and vulnerability uh, uh, can't happen.
0: So you, you've reflected over this quite a bit. Oh,
1: so much because I could have burned my life to the ground. I got very close to burning my life to the ground. I got very close to, you know, we talk about those, those moments in life that you go, there are two paths I can take right now. There are two and one would be understandable. Somebody tortured you and, and humiliated you as a human. And that's, that's a thing that I I think people don't understand. It's very weird to talk about with society and that Humans are capable of inflicting great physical pain onto another human being that is difficult for my brain to comprehend. And people who have not experienced great physical or mental violence don't understand what we are willing to do as humans in those moments when somebody wants you to break. Um, And I think it's always so funny. Maybe you've encountered this with like your your work is that, you know, you watch a movie with somebody and they're like, oh, well, I would have done X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, some guy held my head under the water in a bathtub until I was passed out and I would do anything to make it stop. I'll tell you anything. I will. So I'll tell you anything you want to hear. I'll make something up, (laughs) whatever you want, just to make it stop. And there was a time where it was reality was sitting there going, I want to crawl out of my own skin. I'm I'm not in my own body. I'm looking at this girl sitting in this bathroom after what's happened to her, and I don't. I can't be her. I can just watch her. I can't be in her body right now. That sounds so weird to say, but I can either go and go. Okay, you know what? These terrible things happened, and they really (laughs) they really sucked. And I don't understand. I still to this day I don't understand. Maybe the the repercussions of that i'm trying to um and i can start drinking i could do drugs i could hang out with boys that do um i could pursue relationships and attachments that are unhealthy and i did for a while and i want to tell girls that it's not it's not worth it it's not gonna fill you up it's not gonna help you it's not it's not gonna change your life it's just gonna make you feel empty and lost and alone don't listen to what the world tells you will heal you Um, there could have been this route and maybe there would be a numbing for a while, but there wouldn't be a healing. And then there's this other road and, and there's no guarantee that I'm going to get to the end of the road and there's going to be some great, wonderful destination at the end. Um, I think that road is definitely the better road to, to take though, because I can at least look myself in the eye in the mirror at the end of the day and maybe have some respect for that human in the mirror rather than the one that would have walked down the other
0: road. You know, people always say humans are innately good.
1: (laughs) I, I, I struggle with that statement a lot.
0: So do I, so (laughs) do I when given or placing a, what you consider a good human being into a situation where you now give them power over someone else or money Mm -hmm. or fame. Uh, you know, the old quote, what is it? Uh, (laughs) If you were an asshole before power and money. You're to be you're, an asshole after Yeah. Yet. You're going to be uh, an amplified asshole when you do yep. have power and money. It kills me. You know, I was a little guy in high school. Little. Were you really? Oh, Yo, yeah. Uh, wrestled at 119. My was a freshman, sophomore year. I probably didn't put on more than 10 pounds after that. Really? Uh, yeah. You should see my pictures when I joined the Marine Corps. Not, not, not big. Baby face. And then face. when I left, I was like 200 pounds in the best shape of my life. Um, but my dad always said, he's like... And he was in the army in Vietnam. He fortunately didn't have to go to Vietnam, but he didn't have a great army experience. And uh, he didn't want me to join the military.
1: Because you joined Marine Corps first. You were recon yes. Marine and then.
0: Yes. So. Got it. But he's like, I always knew you were going to join the military. And, and eventually asked why. Mm-hmm. He's like, because you hated bullies. And my, I remember my dad, um, we are at a San Francisco uh, Giants game. Okay. And two guys were given a, a father who, who's just a little guy and his son a hard time. My dad sort of picks me up, puts me in the corner right next to this uh, you know, cement uh pole and says, Stay right here, and then walks right over. Pow. Pow. No. And uh, you know, of course I start crying. Uh, but he 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 never hesitated to to go up and, and stick was, up for the underdog. Yeah. And he came from a, a you know, San Francisco. You know, they were rough back then mm-hmm. in the uh, the day and his father was a was a, was a lead detective for, for San Francisco. But oh wow. The point is like this is where like Men, like when you are abusive towards a woman, mm-hmm. like if the president gave ominous dominus to, to my guys and I, yeah, we would we would take him out back and take him to the woodshed, so to speak. <laughs>
1: Your guys are some of the, the best guys I've met in that in that way.
0: Well, in, in you know, I, I never saw instances in, in special operations because one, there is a there is a higher maturity level, especially at, at the tier one level where the women at our commands were. They were most like little sisters, yeah, and we we protected them. Yeah. And if somebody got out of line, it, there's they, hell to pay. They, they 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 were put in line pretty uh, pretty damn quick. And so, you know, talking to a few women that are, that were at our command, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we felt completely yeah uh, safe."
1: And that's the thing is that you know, for me, I think the real struggle is always that I never want people to think that I'm like making a blanket statement about men ever. No, no, no. I always want to be like, no, this was just my experience, and it sucked. It. It doesn't reflect on men as a whole, and I I never wanted that to be the results of those experiences, and it was something I kind of had to, because because our world does a really good job of being like, oh yeah, all men are bad. No, not all men are bad. I love men. I love men. I love good men. I, I appreciate them. I want to be protected by them. I want to be taken care of by them. I, I want to be in that role. There are some bad men, though.
0: <laughs> there are great men. There are bad men. There are great women. Yes. There are there are horrible women. They're horrible women. There are good seals, yeah. and then there are bad seals. Yeah. And, and that is, it's the yin and the yang of every yeah. every demographic. Absolutely. There's good. There's great. There's cops. Good
1: cowboys and there's bad oh, cowboys. Yeah.
0: Yep. I've been hanging out with some good cowboys lately. Have you? Uh, the Austin uh, Gamblers. Oh, the the PBR the, team. The bull rider. Guy? Yeah. Oh no way. I was just with. Uh, <sighs> Uh, Jose uh, Vitor Leme, who's okay. probably the top writer in the, in, in the okay. world. Um, and dude, they are just God fearing, like good men. This and is... like family oriented. Yeah. He's 25, a multimillionaire, one of the best uh, writers in the world. And he's just like God. He's like, what really matters is like God and, and my family. And he's like, and I'm just going to be as, as good at bull riding as I can for as long as I can. But
1: And, and what a fantastic mentality to champion in today's world, too. What what is so wrong with valuing family, your faith, and a, a good life? What like somewhere somewhere along the lines, <clears throat> social media, there's become this like idealistic view of what you're supposed to
0: want. You said it earlier. You said that certain definitions of success were placed on you. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, and I've always I brought this up on multiple podcasts. There's a guy named Dr. Johnny Kim who's one of the most remarkable humans. Seal, Seal astronaut, astronaut silver star pilot. pilot. Yeah.
1: This man is actually my hero.
0: And he's the most humble dude you'll ever meet. But okay. he talked about this on uh, I did a select podcast in the, in the wake of the, uh, the, you know, withdrawal from mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Um, and he talked about how his dad had very strict definitions of success and mm-hmm. it didn't align with his and how he's now told his kids, which if I was his son or daughter, I would be like, damn, if that's the standard. Like yeah. I, he said, it's not the standard. Whatever you choose to do, whether it's a pianist, an investment banker, mm-hmm. uh, a seal, or, or, or an astronaut, or anything else, just pour your passion into it. That's yeah. all I want. But you have to define your success for you. Yeah. Uh, the voice. So you. I mean, you. You get past this very dark period in your life.
1: You know, I really didn't
0: though. That's. The, I think you, that you was, still hadn't recovered. I think that was yeah. the
1: problem. Is that you just kept moving? I just kept moving, Mike. I just. Again, I was like. I'm gonna freaking grit it out. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make life work. I was doing everything wrong. Again, I was a subpar human being. I, w- I was really a terrible
0: human. I love the fact that you own it and you've you've reflected and you've made you've taken the action to actually oh. take the steps to. I, to be, a, be uh, a better and different person.
1: I dislike who that woman was. Well, who that girl, she wasn't a woman, she was a girl. She was, yeah. she was very hurting, but that was no excuse for what she did and how she lived her life. I had fantastic opportunities and I took advantage of about that much of them because it was so scared. Because I I, I look back at, at that time and I'm like, I don't even remember, yeah. I don't remember so much of it, which is a huge problem. Brain, brain injuries are I think probably as you know like a really
0: frustrating and you've been bucked you've been bucked off some
1: you know I've been bucked off really hard because I'm yeah. like the most unhandy person in the world but the the main the, the main the root cause of my head injuries are abuse and so for me it it was almost like you know somebody beats you with a yellow telephone book a phone oh. book. And I, re- I remember thinking, you know, this isn't like, you know, when they say in the movies where, or like in the movies where something really bad happens and somebody gets like that big burst of like power and yeah. all of a sudden they know how to fight or they know yeah. how to like, no, that doesn't happen. That's not, that's not at least my experience pain. The, you
0: don't rise to the occasion. You fall to your, your level of training. I didn't rise. not trained. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't rise to the occasion. I went, Oh my God. The pain hits instantly, too. It doesn't yeah. wait. It just it's like my teeth are it's not all what loose. I thought. Yeah, no, it's not what I thought at all. It's mm. huh, this is not cool. I, I I, didn't I didn't have the tools and I wasn't the person who could handle what was happening then. So when things like getting bucked off and and rocking your head again, you know, with another head injury happened, I didn't I didn't take care of it. I didn't take care of myself. And so I continued into this downward spiral spiral of unhealthy eating, unhealthy living, Um real extreme sadness and and setting the relationships around me on fire um and that was not a good situation to go on national television and this great opportunity that everybody said this is your moment we've been waiting for you to be the superstar you're the champion for our community and i wanted to be somebody that my community could be proud of i did i wanted to go and be like Hey, cowboys are still here. We still produce, you know, beef for America and the world. We're still here. They're still, like, Like, we're still here. And I love my ag community. I love the Western world. Like, oh. And then it was just the worst experience in the entire world. They
0: sw- So you just had a bad performance.
1: It was a bad performance. It was a bad situation. There's only so much that I can say because unlike a lot of the people on that show, I read my legal agreement and my statute of limitations still not up. So when okay. it is up. I'll come and tell you about it. Yeah,
0: I'd love totally to. Totally, well. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'll be careful with my words right now. Um, <laughs> it's an, I know that's a strange environment. It um, is. I'll leave it at that. So, what, first, back to, to cows and cowboys and, and beef. Seems like cows are being like becoming like a victim of cancel culture. Oh my gosh! It's it's, like they're all going to go away. Like we need to get rid of all cows. No, what they, is they, it they, now? They, they're they drink a lot of water and they eat a lot of the. Uh,
1: they're trying to say that grasshoppers produce more protein
0: than cattle do at this point i'm not eating uh you can't make a steak out of a uh, grasshopper that's a
1: tiny ribeye yeah that is a tiny ribeye man i'm not the <laughs> world's smallest
0: violin <laughs> it's not happening. if you try to eliminate meat <laughs> yeah i think that will be the final straw to where there's a total revolution in the uh well
1: but, but i think we're we're on that way though it's uh, and it's and it's fascinating to see you know have you ever noticed how these vegans progressively become unhealthier and nothing against veganism or anything i i do what you want to do with your diet. But it is interesting to me to see how the, the cattle industry and the ag industry is always the first group of people to be demonized when they are the people that support this country and feed this country. Where do the people who lobby for, for them to be, to be dissolved? Where, where do they go after they've had a meeting? They go out to a nice steak dinner. Where do they think that comes from? Wrapped in plastic.
0: so you've even seen some traditional vegan people that, that that wrote articles where they tried meat for a month, and mm-hmm. they're like, "It's the healthiest." Uh, you see what room. happens. Gabrielle Lyon, mm-hmm. who's a, a muscle-based dietitian, uh, I'll, I'll shoot you her link. Fascinating. Uh, pro- protein is a vital part, much like carbs and fats. In in, in
1: more and more in, in, unlike,
0: in ration, yeah. rational uh, proportions are are all crucial, but. The, the vegan thing, I, I can't do it. yeah, we're not we're not losing meat anytime soon. That's when no. I'll run for president and we'll put a stop to this. i'm I'm kidding. Um so you know what's interesting, I know you you know, you shot me a lot of this. You received hate mail post voice.
1: Oh, so great.
0: I mean, and some of it was vicious.
1: It's actually really interesting. because like, so in the midst of all this, like right before the voice, <laughs> so went did the voice. we were sequestered for like a month and a half, I think, in this hotel room. And so I'm the fat, awkward, ugly, weird girl in the cowboy hat in, among this group of people. I still remember the three people that were kind to me. Molly, Jess Lee, and Jamai. They were the three people that were kind to me during that time among that group. Other than that, who vicious. That's an intensely v- weird situation to be in. And so we filmed this kind of terrible letdown happens of, I failed. Oh my God, this isn't like the movies. There's no Chariots of Fire moment here. There's, they shuffle you out the back door, literally into this room and are like, Are you sad? Are you unhappy? Are you okay? And you go, No, I'm good. And they go, Okay, cool. You're done. You're done. And then what is there after that? And then the hate started pouring in. And it was really funny. Like, I I distinctly remember this is probably really lame. One, this like middle aged woman, who's just really pissed about how fat and ugly I was literally like that was her main thing, which I I understand that I was not maybe the vision of the great American cowgirl that she wanted on her TV, but she was inventive in what she said and I took every single thing to heart. And then people started saying things like, we're going to come and kill your dog. We're going to, you should just hang yourself. You should just kill yourself. And
0: you should kill yourself.
1: You should kill yourself. And that was the really hard thing was because at that time, that wasn't a thought that was really far away from me. Yeah. On my own. And not in the way of just in the thought that it's there. Like full on honesty, like there's always an out.
0: The keyboard cowards, as I call them. Not keyboard crusaders, They're, not keyboard warriors, keyboard cowards that hide behind the anonymity. They just put of that their little thought in your head. And it's so easy. Yeah. Yet what is a percentage of them that would actually have the courage to say that to your face directly? You
1: know what's funny? Point
0: zero 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 one percent.
1: Yeah. You know what's funny is that I I met some of those people who said things publicly afterwards, and they, and they groveled, Mike. They groveled, yeah. they apologized, and they groveled. And you know what? That's great. We all make mistakes. I forgive you. Absolutely. Yeah. We yes. move on. Absolutely. I I will judge you off of how you tr- off of how you are as a human, and if you say that you're sorry, then we move on from that. I'm not going to hold that against you. Then we move on. It's very
0: expedient to say sorry when when you're faced because the very
1: different when you're very uncomfortable
0: situation. Very
1: uncomfortable. Like, oh, hey, I'm
0: so sorry. And and God knows I've done that before Um, where I've been caught. But what, Adrian, we are having you back. (laughs) We are are having you back. Um, And plus, I want to hear about how Georgetown in some of those fiery debates in the classroom go. I'm excited. I'm excited
1: to learn. I'm really excited to
0: learn. Wear the hat. To wear the cowboy hat. I've been wearing the boots. Good. Um, started I some interesting conversations. You are gonna, you're gonna find people are gonna be on the polar opposites, which is fine, as long as they can have a a professional, tactful, uh, you know, let's say rational, uh, logical conversation. with It's been with
1: you. such a welcoming atmosphere where there's really this beautiful potential for an open dialogue that I'm really excited about because I am there to learn. I, I am I am there to learn. I am fascinated by the effects of violence against women on national security. I'm fascinated by it. Plus, wow. I'm a nerd. I'm excited about what this. a
0: focus given. This is your life story.
1: These are my experiences who I could have become and what could have happened to me is something that I view as being a key to analyzing what could potentially happen in other areas of the world and how we can protect.
0: You've got an uphill battle against, I mean, you know, it's, that is yeah. a noble battle, but given other cultures, that's, we both know that's.
1: It's, it's an inner, but it's an interesting question to ask too. How vulnerable of a person do you create when you create a person who is at a breaking point because of what they're experiencing at home? Because for some people, an out is an out. And if somebody else is adding an extremist label to it afterwards, yeah, what do they care? Those are, you, are the questions I want to ask
0: that, you know, that, that is a noble pursuit and, and we need somebody in, in areas like that. It's, I'm just amazed. Are you going to p- put music down? Or is I am, music?
1: I have a new, I have a new album coming. Yes. I'm super excited. When,
0: when is it coming out? So um, new book. That's a good question. Fall of 2022. Is that correct?
1: Fall of 2022. Uh, Dear Cowgirl, Hunter Poems of Hope. Hunter Poems. Super excited. It's done being written. We have it. Amazon? A, uh, it'll be up on Amazon and buckaroogirl.com. Um When? <sighs> it's a really good question. It was supposed to be done this spring. Okay. Instead, I got into grad school, freaked out, jumped out of a plane, and then moved to DC. So
0: without me, by the way. I which know. I'm, I'm
1: sorry. We're 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 I gonna fix this. Move. We're I gonna fix this. I offend. I offended Mike. I offended him. But before we ever even got but when's started. When's a new album coming out? I would say I'm gonna release a single, um probably in the next three months that we already recorded, and then we've got a full length album coming spring of 23.
0: Uh, and you you recorded that with with who? A
1: few people. There's okay. some, there's some things coming. There's some stuff and things coming that I won't disclose You're going to be a celebrity
0: yet. at Georgetown. You're going to be a celebrity.
1: I, I don't know. Maybe more notorious than celebrity. <laughs> they've been they've been lovely about understanding my weird background. I really saw it as a as a as a negative thing. And yeah. they've been so wonderful about saying, no, we really welcome your unique perspective on things. That
0: you need it. You need diversity and, and thought. Yeah. For and sure and for, I appreciate for that. those programs.
1: Yeah. And I appreciate that.
0: Um, well, you're not off the hot seat yet. So we ask uh, a few questions, okay. uh, hard questions as we end. And, and it's meant to be vulnerable. And I, I've got to thank you for one, your vulnerability in this podcast, sharing some of the things that naturally uh, were not easy times in your life, but have shaped you into the, remarkable woman that you are today. Thank you. That I would point any young girl to include my 18-year-old daughter and be like listen to her as well as my son. So first question is biggest regret of your life. And we all have regrets. Nobody says no, no regrets. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> no regrets. Um no, I I have many regrets, I think actually m- most of them personal failings on my part to take accountability for who and what I was as a daughter, as a friend, as a human and as a leader, because like it or not, whether we're struggling with our personal issues, my businesses suffered and the people surrounding those businesses and the people surrounding me suffered because of the result of me being a weak human. And I wish that I had, (laughs) frankly, figured my stuff out sooner so that I didn't negatively impact those things. (laughs) Um, But now I'm able to see those things and change them.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we all regret the fact that we didn't <laughs> straighten our stuff out. Like, uh, oh,
1: why did it take you so long?
0: Hardest decision. I think I know what you're going to say here, the hardest decision you've ever had, ever had to make.
1: Choosing life, choosing to live with joy, choosing to not live with anger about what has happened and choosing to live with hope. I think it would have been very easy to choose another way. And yeah. I'm really thankful for the a path. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a victim.
0: Was it hard to leave that relationship?
1: Yes, because what most people don't understand about domestic violence is that a lot of the time um, these are people that you care for deeply. Yeah. This is not some stranger in an alleyway. These are people that you trusted and that were a good thing at a point in your life. And uh, and that's what nobody wants to hear is that you can care about and want to protect the people who are hurting you the most. And that's a reality that people don't like to to hear.
0: And there's a lot of people that are stuck in that situation right now.
1: And they can get out of it. And it's not going to be easy. And it's not like the movies,
0: but there are resources. It's easier said than done.
1: It's easier said than done, like anything in life, but it's so worth it. Because the joy that is waiting on the other side of it is just unexplainable. It's unimaginable.
0: What are those one to three things, those those key tenants in your life that have led to success or you try to live by your code?
1: Uh, I discovered stoicism in 2019.
0: Um, Isn't it great? Oh my God. I mean, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing about stoicism That's that my you drug. can pick apart. That's my yeah. drug.
1: That is, that is my drug. I owe zero. I owe Marcus Aurelius. I owe Seneca. Um, I'm reading discourses right now and just going, ah, I got my dad hooked on. So, I, I mean, th- this is, I wake up every day and what is going to happen to me happens to me. And it is how I respond that matters. Not what happens to me.
0: Control what you can. And disregard what, what you can't yeah
1: i don't it's water off my back so um, stoicism stoicism um i started working out i'm nowhere near where i want to be um
0: and I, and I gotta say i watched that transformation well done
1: thank you well done i'm still on that journey i appreciate it i'm still on that trip maybe jordan can give me some tips you
0: i don't know if you saw if you go i think it's the latest post from jordan you see her in college
1: that woman's amazing no she's my hero i'm i'm serious
0: she she is even between when i met her in 2015 mm-hmm. to when we reconnected in 2017 mm-hmm. what a transformation and then even from 2017 to, to now now man
1: stalker girl she's yeah. amazing no don't, i want to pick her don't brain don't
0: give her compliments i'm don't. totally
1: going to okay. sorry sorry you're losing this battle so
0: you fitness
1: yeah and 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 healthiness you know you you had um doc on here doc parsley yeah and listening to that that was huge for me because sleep has always been i mean
0: oh he is a, he believes uh, it's the gateway to all health oh
1: and i think he's right it's just yeah. it's it's hell because i usually sleep like two or three hours a night yeah so so that's something that i'm like i'm striving towards
0: so i need to get you some doc parsley sleep aids uh, and yes send, send a box yeah, i am
1: i am i am a fan okay I'm if on you, board. If you give
0: him a shout out he'll he'll send those i'm a, 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 i, I a, will a, go buy them i I'm
1: I'm cool for anything. So stoicism, fitness, and then um, asking yourself what you actually want and then taking action because we're really good at asking, what do we want? And making Pinterest boards and, oh, one day I'm going to have this and one day I'm going to do that. Well, not if you don't get off your ass and go take action. Start moving before you know how to do it. You will learn on the way down before you know how to do it. You will not learn how to build a business by reading a book. You will learn it by building it. You will not learn how to live your best life by sitting there thinking about it. You will learn it by living it. Go do it.
0: Like, like my friend George Silva, uh, who again helped with the book. Uh, affirmations without action are just daydreams.
1: I love That's what it. he says. I, and love I'm like,
0: it. I love I love that comment. I love it. So those are powerful. Powerful stoicism, uh, fitness and health, and then um, um, action. Uh, what you want and taking an action. action. Taking action. Um, brain trauma. <laughs>
1: I so, see that hand. It's yeah, like yeah, having yeah. a wall in it, front of you that you can't get over, which is what I'm worried about with school. I'm like, just oh. give me two seconds. So it's going
0: to be wildly different because I got my MBA <sighs> yeah. after the SEAL career. Yeah, and the brain was just not working. So we'll we'll take that conversation offline. But, I would uh, I
1: would love to hear your thoughts because I'm I'm preparing and talking with professors. Yeah, it's hard. It's
0: going to be harder. It's going to yeah. be harder. And uh, yeah, it's like the hamster. You hamster used to be muscular and fit.
1: I always think of it as this wall that prud. I just can't quite crawl over. And then if somebody answers before me and it just pisses me off, yeah. oh, I'm not competitive at all.
0: <laughs> so this one I love because I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, and I think this answer changes as you get older. But when all is said and done and uh, Adrienne Brandon is in her 90s and knows that the time is coming. How is she going to look back and evaluate whether she's lived a life of purpose and impact?
1: How the people around me are affected by me, how I've impacted them, how are the people that I loved the most and the people that I was surrounded by, how did they come out the other end by knowing me? Were they better or were they worse? Yeah. And if they were worse, then I didn't live a good life. And if they're better, then maybe I did okay.
0: Impact is the greatest currency in life, as I always say, and what you do for other people. It's your legacy. that. That is left behind when you are six feet in the ground.
1: Because we can't take it with us, right? No, we can't. Alexander, Alexander the Great with great. his hands.
0: <laughs> um, well, Adrian, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for you having You are spitting gold.
1: Thank you.
0: You are, I mean, dude, I hope you don't choose another career path. <laughs> I think you will set a, a, a world record. But let me say this as we go out. Um, I spent my life eliminating... Well, my guys did the eliminating. I, I put my guys and gave them the resources they needed to, to do it. Let me make take that, you know, said that straight. And I was proud to do it, mm-hmm. uh, to watch them. But basically eliminated bullies. Mm-hmm. And for those suffering domestic violence, the hardest decision you're ever going to have to make is to leave. But it's the best decision. You have to choose you, not them. Yeah. Emotional uh, and physical abuse, whether it's a man inflicting it on a woman or a woman or a inflicting woman it on a man. On a man you are a coward uh, at best and evil uh, at worst, and you 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 will have it coming. A karma is a bitch, and it'll come back to you. So um, that kills me that that happens in our nation when we were forward thinking, we were we were doing it to to prevent that type of evil coming to uh, to to our nation. But guess what? It it's already here.
1: Every sixty eight seconds.
0: Every sixty eight seconds.
1: So somebody that you know and love. No, are,
0: are there any great resources? For
1: amazing women. resources for men and women mm-hmm. and which is something that i always want to make what, abundantly clear. rain rain rain.org um uh, r a i n dot rain. Org. rain.org they have a fantastic resource of um there's counselors, there's hotlines, 24-hour hotlines. I have used it many times yeah. with wonderful, warm, welcoming humans who want to Will they to
0: actually help people get out of abusive relationships? Like, hey, we're going to contact will, the police or this is what you need to the do. They will provide the
1: support to yeah. help you get there. There are many legal hoops to jump through for for people, but there are also um, rape crisis centers that offer um, people who will go with you to hospitals um, when there are rape kits involved, yeah. when there are, are situations like that. I never experienced those kinds of situations, but after viewing them a little bit through some experience at a rape crisis center that I was involved with, I, I saw that the deep need for kind humans that can accompany people who have been through something unmanageable um, in those moments to help guide them through the process. Yeah. Because when there is a legal process um, it's nasty. complicated and yeah. it's, and it's terrible. And, and there are people there to support you through that. And barring that, there are other people out there who are willing to talk to you about it yeah. uh, talk talk to you about getting your children and your your animals safely out contact me we can we can get you in touch with with great That's people beautiful.
0: okay so rain.org or go to uh, local Brandon
1: there's at Instagram
0: yeah <laughs> Buckaroo girl I can't thank you enough for the book. And uh, guys, you got to pick this up. Go check out her Instagram account at...
1: <laughs> uh, Adrian B. Brandon. And then uh, just buckaroogirl.com. Yeah. Well, I love
0: the I fact that you're it. posting some of this on, on your post. You. And they're, they're beautifully written. Thank you so thank much you for, for having me. Absolutely. I really and to enjoy it. to our listeners, again, this is the Everyday Warrior with Mike Sorelli. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Men's Journal Everyday Warrior Podcast. Hey, whatever platform you utilize to listen to our podcast, please... Please leave a review. We read all of them. That's how we get better. And lastly, again, thank you to our sponsor, Pendleton Whiskey. We've got your six. Cheers.